Well, the older I get, uh, the more I realize that I don't know anything. Thus, I shouldn't listen to my wife uh, when she tells me to wear a shirt. Anybody else feel like that, though? Seriously, the older you get, I know I'm not that old, but the more and more this week as I was preparing for this sermon, I was like, the older I get, the more I realize I don't really know as much as I thought I knew. Anybody? Um, it's, a, it's a sobering thought, and uh, I'm still on that journey today, even as I share this morning the things that I feel God's laid on my heart. Um, as, I was, as I was processing it this week, I was like, God, I'm, I'm still learning this. I'm still, I'm still growing in this. I'm still struggling, wrestling uh, to kind of make my way and navigate my way through this as well. So my prayer is this morning as I share these few thoughts that, uh, that we could maybe be on this journey together. Is that cool? Um, so for me, I currently do uh, a lot of flying, and that's a new thing for me. I don't know if there's anybody in here, but every couple of weeks now uh, with the, the new role I'm in uh, with my job, I'm, I'm in an airport flying somewhere across the country, and that's new to me. I mean, I've flown places. If you've flown places, raise your hand, right? I've flown places, but I've never been continually uh, getting on an airplane uh, going to the same city, the same hotel, you know, the hotel staff know me by name, um, and, you know, you're getting familiar with the whole... That's never been my journey, but as of late, I feel like, you know, every couple of weeks I'm jumping on a plane and flying somewhere for work, and I'm constantly being told by the flight attendant, I don't know if this is you, but this is me, sir, can you please power down your device or turn it into airplane mode? Anybody else? I'm like that person that I get the stink eye from the flight attendant all the time. They're doing their demonstration, and I'm still on my device, and they're just staring at me. Any, no, just me? It's, and, and, and the last flight, she actually came to me and, and like put her hand on my device and said, you need to power that down now. Um, and I said, yes, ma'am. And it was actually a fib because I turned it upside down on my seat because I was still downloading something. And see, for me, as I fly, um, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm constantly being told this by the flight attendant, and I disobeyed because it's hard to fly, especially, you know, a four or five-hour flight without having anything to do. Are you with me? The airplane sometimes has entertainment, but we fly so much that we've seen everything on the airplane's entertainment until they switch it over, and that takes months. So you don't want to watch the same movies again, but I'm constantly downloading things because when I go into airplane mode on my phone, and this is where I want to go this morning, when I go to airplane on my phone, it disconnects me from Wi-Fi. Imagine that. It disconnects me from my network. It, it disconnects me from Google. It disconnects me from my ability to download content onto my phone. And so I can only access on my phone, when I switch it into airplane mode, the only thing I can access on my phone is what is in my phone's memory, what has been downloaded. And do you know how hard it is to fly without movies or books or podcasts or anybody? Maybe I, I sleep a lot too on a flight, so that's a good thing, but it's hard to fly with nothing to do, and so I'm constantly downloading things to my device. And just recently, uh, when the lady gave me the stink eye, I was cutting it short because we were taking off and it was still downloading, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I can't fly without the latest episodes of Comedians in Cars Having Coffee and I'm frantically like, it's almost done. It's at 80%. She's like, sir, power down. And I turned it upside down and pretended like I did, but I didn't. And we were de-icing and I'm like, it's still not. And we take off and truth be told, we were about 10,000 feet in the air before I actually turned it off. Um, and we didn't crash. So I don't think we really have to turn our phones off when we fly. <laughs> it's, it's all just a trick. 
Um, but when I'm flying as much as possible, I, I download things for, for when I'm disconnected. Then I could go to my phone's memory and I could pull it up, I could watch it, I could read it, I could have something to do. And then finally, uh, when you take off, the only thing better than having enough content on your device when you're flying is after you take off and you hear over the intercom those lovely words that the flight attendant says, you can now freely move about the cabin. Are you with me? Anybody else? You're strapped into that seatbelt. Maybe you got to go. You didn't go before the flight took off. You can't get out of that seat until the seatbelt sign comes off and the flight attendant says, you're free to move about the cabin. And so you get up and you go to the bathroom right away. Or if you're on really long flights, anybody done some international travel? We've got some of that coming up, some good 14, 15-hour flights, which I'm dreading. Anybody been on a flight longer than 10 hours? Awesome, right? To be able to get up and to walk around the cabin just to stretch to do those things, you love to hear that from the flight attendant. You're no longer confined to your seat. But I'm not alone, I don't think, in that. We're all like it to some extent. Um, if we're honest, if you've ever flown, it's important to have things to occupy you while you'll travel. Um, if you've ever taken trips with children in a car... Yeah? Are we there yet? It's nice to have things on their, on their devices to occupy them, especially if it's a long trip. I, I wish I had a picture, but I, I remember our last trip to Mexico that uh, Matt and Lisa, that I was with both of you guys and your kids went, and I remember going into their van, and Con, you were in that van as well, and I laughed so hard when I looked up at uh, the front dash, and there was an AC power uh, outlet there, right, to plug in a device. They just didn't have a device, though. They had a power bar maybe even multiple ones, and there was like six devices plugged in and all waiting to be charged because their kids were there, their students, and when you're traveling that far and you're confined, you want to have content downloaded and your device to be charged to be able to participate in those activities. Anybody? You with me? When our kids, when we travel, we make sure that everything's downloaded because they don't have Wi-Fi, right? So they can't just be on YouTube. They can't. You've got to have it downloaded to their device. When we leave church on Sunday... Um, it's kind of like that a little bit. It's like taking flight. You, uh, you leave these walls and you have to kind of put your devices in airplane mode or you have to disconnect from the community of faith, so to speak. When we gather on Sunday or with other believers, whether it's in your small group um, or out for a coffee, you connect with God in those moments with each other and we're fervently downloading, like even this morning as we were worshiping and hands raised and giving God the glory and the honor that He's due, um, he was downloading things into our hearts and into our spirits and into our minds and removing things that we sometimes get clouded with thoughts. And we just, we took a moment to press into God, to be connected to Him, to allow that to happen. We're fervently downloading that into our hardware so that we can survive when we're not connected. Or, or we get enough supplies so that when we leave these walls, um, we can empty ourselves um, outside of these walls and come back to feed more and deposit into our hearts and our spirits for the purpose of giving it away to others. Moments with God or devotional times, etc., is the sole purpose of downloading content. Are you with me? To download, when we connect with God, it's to download things into our hearts, into our minds, into our spirits that when we leave here and we go to our jobs, to our schools, to our neighborhoods, we have downloaded in our spirits, in our hearts, our minds, the things of God, the things of the kingdom. Psalm 119 says that I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Um, Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing 
thank, and thankfulness in your hearts to God. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your, prosper, your way prosperous and you will have success. You see, capacity is is the power of containing or holding, and we need to increase our capacity as believers and as the church. Would you agree with that this morning? We need to increase our capacity to be able to download more of what God wants to download into our hearts, into our spirits, into our minds. And faith is the substance of visions, dreams, and moving into the future. Expanding our capacity and increased vision, dreams, and faith for the future is what we want God to do. Capacity is what you can handle. If you want to increase what you do, you need to increase your capacity. And you can apply this to, to your marriage, to your home, to your business, to your personal walk with Christ, to our church as a whole. If we want to increase our capacity, um, if we want to increase in Christ, we have to increase our capacity of what we can hold. And God has much to say about this in the Bible. And as I, as I prepared, I was like, really, God, you want me to share this scripture? Because it seems really elementary. And the more and more I'm getting opportunities to to be with believers in communities of faith like this, God is kind of saying, it doesn't need to be complicated. It, it really doesn't need to be complicated. It's actually so simple. And until we get those things right, we just need to stay with the main point. And the main point is this. Um, and I think most of what God says can be summed up in the Great Commission. The purpose of gathering together is to learn, to grow, to be strengthened, equipped, encouraged to, to increase your capacity, not to keep it to yourself, but to give it away. Would we agree with that this morning? It's not a selfish thing to come and say, God, I'm, I'm going to gather to get all that I can. Just give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And, and then, then we leave and we don't do anything with it. I love to refer to that as kind of fat Christians. Not like P-H-A-T either, like F-A-T. It's like being married to my wife who's a trainer. I get this all the time, right? It's like calories in, calories out. And if there's no calories being burned, I'm just, I do really good at intaking calories right? She says I'm bad for business. I'm, I just tell her I'm working on my before picture. <laughs> it's really the business plan. It's like if you could imagine the, what he looked like before and what he looks like now, we'll get to the after picture later. But it's calories in, calories out, and it's like if we keep coming to church and we just keep eating and eating and eating, so to speak, right? We just come and gather and say, gimme, 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 God, I want, we're having these moments, we're downloading, but then we leave and we don't do anything with it. We don't exercise our faith. We just, we just keep, get, we increase our capacity, but more so our mass than our ability. Are you following me? We just, we're just retaining a lot. We're not giving it away. And that's not, that's not the purpose of, of why God created the church. And that's not what the Great Commission says. Because Matthew 28, 18 says that Jesus came and he told his disciples that I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Every believer's primary mission and purpose on this planet is the Great Commission. It's why we exist. It's why we gather. It's why SunWest exists. To share the gospel, to give it away, to, to be able to come and gather and download, 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 
and say, God, increase my capacity so I can understand more, so I can learn more, so that I can have more of your knowledge, of your spirit, of your wisdom, of your love, of your grace, of your forgiveness, of your kindness, so that when I leave these walls, I can give it away to other people. Ephesians 4 also says this, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. And this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Are you catching these simple passages this morning? Stuff that we've heard, the Great Commission, that we, we get it. It's like, that's why we exist. But the whole purpose of what God's saying in His Word of the church is to gather, to connect, and download. We connect, we download, we go, and we give it away. That's why we gather. But it's not enough to gather, to study. We've got to put it into practice. So what do you personally need to do here when you leave this morning? What things is God asking you to increase your capacity around? Have you, have you ever, this is the worst when you're flying and even when you're not flying, but have you ever got the dreaded alert message when you're trying to download something on your device that your display space is full? <laughs> oh my gosh. Disk space is full. Please remove content before continuing to download. Oh my gosh, now I'm, not, I'm like in the airplane, I'm ready to take off and I've got to remove something in order to get something because I've already seen that and I'm, I'm panicking and I'm, please delete content to make more space. Please remove old content to make space for new. You cannot complete this download because your disk space is full. Say that 10 times fast. Disk space is full. Some of you come to church, um, me included, and we wonder why. Our life is not changing. We wonder why Christ is not with us when we leave. We wonder why we struggle or we face things. Right? God, this doesn't make sense. Why am I experiencing this? Why am I going through this? Why is this happening? Partly, I would suggest this morning, is because you have no room to download the things while you're here. You're like, I come to church every week, and I'm, I'm, I meet with people, but you've got so much inside that God's saying, well, I can't deposit what I need to deposit in you because you're full of other things. Your disk space is full of things that need to be removed so that I could put the things of me, the things of the kingdom inside. You can participate, you can watch, you can listen, you can even interact while you're here, but you have no, if you have no capacity to actually deposit it into your spirit, you're simply hearing the words but not doing them. When you leave here, your ability to pull that content, content up again is, is, is impossible. Matt talked last week, it was so fitting about laying aside things and distractions and every sin that entangles us is such a beautiful picture of us emptying the disk space, the, hard, the stuff that we don't need, the apps that are, are pointless, the things that we are, are just taking up mindless, endless hours of our time. Some of it is worry. 1 Peter 1, 1 Peter 5, 7 says to cast all your cares because God cares for us. Worry may be filling up your space this morning, your hard drive, your, your mind. Others, I think this morning, and, and <laughs> I see it all across the country, as we gather with, with other churches and believers and training and, and equipping them to do works of the gospel and works of the kingdom, others have forgotten their password. So they're trying frantically to download and access what they downloaded, but they forgot their password. And 
really, as believers, our password is the death and resurrection of Jesus and understanding the grace and, and forgiveness that comes in that. And sometimes we just, we're like, I want an access that I have. I'm not good enough. I can't. And God's saying, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I died and I rose again so that you could have life and have life to the fullness. That's your access to the grace and forgiveness that I have for you. That's, you are good enough. You are smart enough. You are but we beat ourselves up because we forget of the words of Christ. We forget the words that are, that are in the Gospels that says you do have access. You do have access to download the things that you need. And don't forget that his grace is sufficient. His grace is enough. John 3.16 says what? For God so loved the world, he gave his only son, so that we may have everlasting life, salvation. Some of us come and we gather in church and some people that you meet with, we can't even download content because we don't have, we don't have an, an, an ID created. We don't have an email. We don't have an Apple ID. We don't have a, a, a Google ID. We don't have a we don't have that relationship with Jesus. We're trying frantically to download things when we come here. It's like, well, wait a minute. I haven't even acknowledged that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I haven't even acknowledged that I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness from a Savior and acknowledge what he's done on the cross. And so you're wondering why things are tough and it's God's just saying, hey, I just want to have a relationship with you. And maybe you're here this morning, you fall into that category. That's a whole nother category that can be solved by simply saying, God, I need you. I need you in my life. I need you to forgive me of my sins and I need to walk with you because I need to be able to tap in. I need to be able to connect and download that content that we're talking about. I need to be able to get this inside of me. I need to be able to get the gospel message inside of me so that the kingdom can advance through and in me. What you need to do this morning is increase your capacity, to increase your download space, to clean up your hard drive, to remove unwanted files, unnecessary apps that downloads that are consuming you and say, God, I'm wide open. There's nothing better <laughs> For all those tech people out there that when you have a brand new device or when you've gone through the effort of cleaning up everything and now you have tons of disk space to put things on, you're like, ah, I'm going to download this and this and this and new music. And I don't, is anybody else like that? Like when I have the ability to download a new song or a new book or a new, it's like, yes, finally. No, just me? I enjoy it. Zach, I know you enjoy it. And then what do we do? We leave here and it's like, it's downloaded so I can play it. I can enjoy it. I can let it just Ah, consume me. And that's what God's asking us to do. And we're in it together. We could help each other. Wouldn't it be great for all of us if we all did it? What's he asking us as a church to do to increase our capacity right now and our reach as, as a community of faith? You're reaching right here. Your capacity is right here. But maybe I, I want you to reach here and your capacity to be here. Or you're reaching right here and your capacity is here, but I want your capacity to be here. What's God calling to us, calling us to as a community of faith to, to go, to step into, to embrace, even though it's maybe not comfortable? We leave a gathering like this, and it's like taking flight. We leave the church, and we wait to hear those beautiful words, you are now free to move about the kingdom not the cabin. You're no longer in an airplane. 
It's not, oh, I'm confined to my seat, the seatbelt's on, I can finally get up and go, you're now free to move about the cabin. No, as we leave church, as we leave our gatherings of faith, as we leave our small groups, as we leave a coffee where we're sharpening each other, like iron sharpens iron, and we're, we're pouring in and there's things being deposited, we long to hear those words from our Lord and Savior to say, you are now free to move about the kingdom. No longer stuck. Because the purpose of gathering is not what we read, what we read earlier, but it's, it's what we, sorry, the purpose of gathering is what we read earlier in Ephesians to be equipped to build the kingdom. And so as we come and we hear and we listen and we grow and we, we take in, we deposit, we download, we leave here with the excitement and anticipation, just like if you were on an airplane and really, really had to go to the bathroom and you finally could unbuckle that seatbelt and go, that's an exciting moment, Right? We should be leaving the church the same way with anticipation that the sermon's done, the prayer's done, we're leaving, the band's playing us out. I'm like, I, I can now freely move about the kingdom. I can take everything that's been deposited and I can go and I can freely give it away and freely share and empty myself of all that so that when I come back, I'm excited to download more content and to learn more things and take it and say, I'm now free to move about the kingdom to do the things that God created me to do, to share the things that he's deposited in me. And our mission as believers is that great commission to go to make disciples. We need to freely move about the kingdom, carrying the things of God inside us and having the capacity to freely move about the kingdom, spreading those things. Jesus explained it in stories or in parables about the kingdom, and a few of them in Matthew 13, the parable of the wheat and the weeds. He says, here's another story. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seeds in the field, but that night as the workers slept, the enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat and then slipped away. And when the crop began to grow and produced grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went out to him and said, Sir, the field where you planted the good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer exclaims. Should we pull your weeds out, they asked. No, he replied. You'll root up the wheat if you do that. So let both grow together until the harvest and then... Tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds and tie them into bundles and burn them up. Put the wheat into the barn. Verse 31, he talks about the parable of the mustard seed. He said, there's another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It's planted in a field and it's the smallest of seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants and it grows into a tree and birds come to make its nest in the branch. But my favorite is this, the parable of the yeast. It says, Jesus also used this illustration in verse 33. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast of a woman used in making bread. The yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little bit of yeast in, three measures of flowers, it permeated every part of the dough. Are you catching that? Like Jesus talked in stories and it's like just a little bit of yeast is required, but it permeated every part of the dough. And God, I believe, is calling us to a church to be just like that yeast. It's like as you leave here, you're free to walk about the kingdom. And you're like yeast. You're like the yeast that's just a little tiny bit put in that flour that permeates every part of it that makes it what it's supposed to be. God's saying, go and do likewise. Go and be yeast in your communities. Go and be yeast at your workplaces. Go and be yeast in your schools. Taking everything that you've downloaded and deposited into your heart and saying, God, let this, let the kingdom of Christ inside of me permeate everything I come in contact with because we're free to move about the kingdom. 
My mind was blown recently. It doesn't take much to blow my mind. But I like French fries. Anybody else? Amen. And when we go to places, typically now you'll find these little ketchup cups, right? Does anybody use these ketchup cups faithfully? I love dipping my fries in ketchup. And so, oh, I got it on your table, Matt, sorry. I fill these things up with the little pumps at the restaurants, right? I don't know if you can see that on the keys. Good job, camera guys. Right? And one's never enough. Two is about all you can have. But then you got to go back and get another, right? Anybody else? Like, you just love fr- ketchup with your fries? Two people? Anybody? Like, seriously, I can't eat them without it. I love And sometimes one fry is not enough, but they've made these dang cups so that you could pretty much only get one in there, especially if you go somewhere like Five Guys where the fries are a little bigger, right? But sometimes one fry is not enough. You need to ha- have a couple, and you, you, just, you can't get them in the cup because the cup's capacity is limited by the size. And I'm like, and it just gets messy. There's ketchup everywhere. And they don't like it when you go up and take the pump with your fries under and just put it right on your fries. And they, but my mind was blown that these cups were actually, I don't know if anybody knows this, but these are designed differently. Did you know that? That if you actually just, just pull on these little joins here, these cups were designed. See this? Look, you pull them open, pull them open, pull them open, and then all of a sudden, you can actually fit more ketchup in one cup because it was designed to hold more capacity. So what I put into, like, so everybody go for fries this afternoon and teach the person next to you, like, what was in two cups, right? Like, that's half the capacity, I could put two into one, mind blown, Mitch, because I just stretched it a little bit. And it's like, oh my gosh, the capacity of this cup has now increased. We're saying, God, would you stretch me just a little bit? Would, in my faith, just a little bit. In my knowledge, maybe just a little bit. God, I don't know if I could give the way you're asking me to give, it's, it's, it's stretching me. God, I don't know that if I could, I could take what I've downloaded in church and I don't know that I could share that with my coworkers or my neighbors the way you're asking me to because you're just, it's stretching me just a little bit and it's outside of my comfort zone. But God's saying, if you would allow me just to stretch you a little bit to increase your capacity... I will be able to put a heck of a lot more ketchup into your life. <laughs> See, increasing our capacity is just like upgrading our hardware or, or getting a larger hard drive or a faster processor so that we could accomplish, accomplish things, not that we're not doing things. Listen, don't get me wrong, and I know I'm exaggerating a point for the sake of exaggerating a point because we're, we're doing things in the kingdom. I get it, some of us, but not all of us. But, but what we do by increasing our capacity, by saying, God, I want to be able to download more. I need to get rid of this, and I need to get rid of this, and worry, and anxiety, and fear, and sin, and so that I could, I could download what you want in me, so that my faith can be increased, so that wisdom can be increased in me. It, it's not saying that what you're doing right now is not working, but I believe what God's saying to us is, I want the Great Commission to be happening faster and larger, and your reach to be increased. 
We're doing great things as a church, but I really believe God's saying we can do greater. We can do it faster and we can do it bigger. And so what do you want? Do you want an old iPhone with a small hard drive or do you want a new iPhone with a bigger hard drive? Well, I'll take the old one, please. No. I believe God is just giving us the opportunity here in many ways to just, to just increase our capacity. We're in an exciting season as a community of faith here at Sunrise, I believe with all of my heart. But while it's exciting, I also believe that it could be scary and paralyzing for many of us. And they both can live in the same realm in our minds and in our hearts and in our spirits. And it's a constant battle. We've never made things here at SunWest. I've been a part of SunWest for a while, been on staff here and then not on staff and still continue to connect and be a part of this community of faith. And we've never had a building of our own. It's never been about a building. Remember many times as staff, uh, Matt sitting and, and we said, it's not about a building. And it's a beautiful vision that SunWest has always had. We've never made it about. But here we have an opportunity potentially to get a building. And it's like, God, are we... Are we supposed to get a building? I don't know. It's never been about a building. <sighs> and I look at it, honestly, as I've been praying through this this week, and I've just been thinking about this. You know why? Because we're a part of this community, and it affects us, and it affects our family and decisions that this church make. I'm not on staff here, so I don't have a say, but it affects me as just a covenant community member. And my wife and I, we've been talking. We're saying, could this be? Like, it's never been about this, but could this be? God saying, I want to increase your capacity, to increase your presence, to give you permanent space, to give you bigger space. It could be. It may not be. But we need to ask God, are you giving us an opportunity here to increase our capacity, to increase our reach into the community, to do bigger things, to do them faster, to do them better, to do all these things that have been just asking God through His Spirit? I don't know. I continue to ask, but if there's an opportunity to increase our kingdom activity, I can't see how that's a bad thing. Will we have to navigate through things? Absolutely. Have we talked about some, some surveys that we've done and, and what the organization looks like and maybe shuffling and shifting things? Well, that's not what we intended. That's not, that wasn't the original vision. No, it may not have been, but are we at a crossroad where God's saying, I want to increase your capacity I loved hearing the things at our last Covenant community meeting about what's happening at, at McKenzie and their partnership with the community center and how things are growing and they're in building phases and the government's paying for it and there's a partnership there and, and they want the church to be a part of it. I'm like, let's get a building and let's the government pay for it. This is, a big, this is an amazing strategy. And I look at that, I'm saying God's increasing the capacity of that campus. It's amazing. It's beautiful. And I'm like, but what about us over here at Fish Creek? We're a part of it. Yes, but God, what I want. And then all of a sudden, a building opportunity comes available, and it's like, well, maybe. But that would cause us to restructure and to shuffle some things. And God, I don't know. I... Would you just download by your spirit to us wisdom and knowledge so that we could look at this as maybe being an opportunity that we could freely move about the kingdom in a greater capacity than we've ever done before? I don't know. But the church is a living, breathing thing, or at least it's supposed to be, right? And living things grow, and as you grow, things don't fit anymore. This is just what I simply heard God say, and I throw it out to you to pray about. And 
As you grow, things don't fit anymore. As you grow your family, the size of your car grows. As you grow your family, the size of your home grows. As you grow, the size of your belt grows. Like with growth comes capacity increase. And so we gotta be, God, do you want us to grow? <laughs> do, do we really need to ask that question? Do we really need to pray about, God, do you want us to grow? Well, of course. God, do you want our capacity to increase, not just as individuals, but as a community of faith? Wow. God wants to increase our capacity as individuals, but also as a church. And he's downloading things in us and through us so that we will have all that we need while we're in airplane mode, while we work, while we're at school, while we're at play. So that when we come and we're connected, we're full, that we can leave here and freely move about the kingdom. So I would ask you this morning as you leave here, what's your current capacity level? Are you this tiny cup that you've always put ketchup in and never knew that you could expand? And all of a sudden you're realizing this morning, there's more in me. I have a larger capacity. Thank you for Heinz Ketchup for bringing truths of the gospel and wisdom. Like my mind was blown when I saw that and it was so simple. God just said, you've been operating like this and I want to just stretch you a little bit so that you could take on more. And I'm like, oh my gosh, tomatoes. So what's your current level of capacity? What, what do you need to do to make more space to increase your capacity? What do you need to remove or delete or put away with? How, much, how might you upgrade your capacity? Where is God asking you to grow your faith? Where is he, where is he asking you to maybe stretch a little bit? For, for some of us, it is in the area of our faith. Maybe, maybe in the area of your trust. See, I trusted my wife to wear this shirt this morning. And maybe I shouldn't have, but I stretched myself. Maybe God's saying to you this morning, oh, I don't know, this is, there's so much happening. The building and structures and staff and blah, and it's happening so fast. And God's saying, maybe you just need to stretch your trust in those people that I've put in place of authority over this community of faith. I know for me, that was a big one. I just had to, I said, God, I'm, I'm not on staff anymore. That's the role I'm used to being in. I'm used to having a voice in that particular. I'm used to, not anymore. And so I had to step back and just say, I trust the people that we've put in place as leaders, as pastors. And I trust this community that we hear from God and we're gonna make the right choices. So my capacity this week to trust and to step out in faith was increased. What does it look like for you as an individual? What does it look like for us as a church that we would say, God, would you increase our capacity so that we would be free to move about the kingdom and do the things that you've called us to do on a larger scale, on a faster scale. Why? To see the great commission accomplished in and through us as individuals and as believers. Amen? Would you stand with me this morning? God, Many of us came in here this morning feeling like that little tiny ketchup cup. Many of us have already realized that (laughs) we can expand that. 
And no matter where we are, no matter what stage we might find ourselves falling into this morning, God, I just pray that you would never, ever, ever let us get so comfortable in our walk with you that we aren't seeking ways to increase our capacity to receive more knowledge, to receive more wisdom, to receive more of your spirit and grace and understanding and love and forgiveness so that as we walk about the kingdom as believers, as we're supposed to be, as you've commanded us to do in the Great Commission, that we would walk with increased capacity, that we would walk with no fear but faith, that we would walk with purpose and mission, speaking the words of Christ into every situation. We would be like the yeast in the parable that everything we come in contact with, everything we touch would be permeated by your spirit, by your love, by your grace, and by your forgiveness. God, would you increase my capacity this morning? Would you increase our capacity this morning? Our capacity to trust to believe, to give, to receive, to understand, to walk where you're asking us to walk. In the name of Jesus, amen. Oh, thanks, Chris, for that word. Um, can we give Chris a hand there? That was great encouragement. A couple of things I want to say to you specifically before I address us is uh, the shirt looks great. I was giving you a hard time. It's just because I couldn't pull it off. It looks it looks really good on you. Uh, and the uh, <laughs> and I think your before picture is being aided by the expansion of the ketchup pack. I just uh, I, I yeah whatever. Have every metaphor breaks down right? But uh, no, I, I love that picture of increasing our capacity and I. Um, I do believe that that's what God is calling us to as individuals and as a faith community, that he wants to increase our capacity. And we spent time in our pre-service prayer uh, time this morning uh, talking about how in the midst of change and, and things, how it's easy to start focusing on me or us. Uh, but God wants us to get, look out. He wants us to look to him, and then he wants us to look out. He wants to increase our capacity. And I, my prayer for you during this 21 days of prayer and fasting has been that he would increase your capacity and that as we do that individually to seek the Lord together that he would increase our capacity because we are just a collection of eyes you understand what I'm saying that when we individually increase our capacity there's a corporate result there's a corporate effect that happens as we do that as we take ownership of that together next week we're starting a series um called The Church I See. And, uh, and to go off of Chris's ana analogy, um, you know, I do believe that God's calling us uh, forward. He's calling us to more. He's calling us to take our eyes off ourselves. Uh, and it's going to be stretching. Uh, but I believe that when God's in it, he always stretches us. And we'll, f we'll find that where we're weak, that he's, his grace is sufficient for us. And so this next week, I would, I would encourage you just to reflect on 
how God is challenging you to increase your capacity because we're going to head into this vision season. We're going to head into this time of looking to the future and God's spirit is going to stretch us. So let's take a little bit of ownership and when we gather together to, to, to download, to receive a download from the Lord that we would take a little bit of ownership and say, you know, there's stuff that I actually got a discard of in my own life, whether that's fear, whether it's anxiety, whether it's trust, unforgiveness, some of those things we've talked about, because I want to be prepared for what the Lord has for me. And as we do that individually, I believe that we'll be prepared for what the Lord has for us. So we're going to start looking that way next week, the church I see. I'm very excited about, uh, it's going to be a, a seven-week series. Um, and uh, we're excited about the Lord is doing among us where he's leading us. Uh, I'm going to spend a, I just want to pray for you. There's going to be prayer teams available at the front. So if you'd like to receive prayer for anything, uh, anything that was talked about this morning, something else going on in your life, uh, maybe uh, Thanksgiving, maybe you just want to, you need some encouragement. Our prayer teams would love to just pray for you and encourage you. You don't even need to say anything. Sometimes they just pray and, and ask the Lord, Lord, what would you want to say to this person? They would just pray and encourage you if you feel like you need some encouragement this morning. They'd love to do that. So I'm going to invite those teams to come over, to come forward at this time. And I also just want to remind you of the February 12th uh, town hall meeting at Connections Church. Please uh, put that on your calendar. Um, you are all invited. Let's pray together. Father, being stretched is never a comfortable feeling. Lord, your word tells us in Hebrews that you discipline those you love. Like a father disciplines his children. And so, Lord, we just thank you that we're your sons and your daughters. And that you challenge us, you stretch us, you refine us. Because you love us. Because you see our potential. You see our destiny. You see... You, see the, you saw those things in us uh, before we were even born. And so, Lord, we know because of that we can entrust you. We can entrust ourselves and our hearts into your hands and knowing that the work you're doing in our hearts is good. You're a good, good father. Lord, that's who you are. Lord, I pray um, that you would expand our capacity to receive what you want to give us. And Lord, that we would also know that what you give us, you've given us so we can give away. Lord, I pray that you would take our individual eyes and our corporate eyes and we would look to you. And as we look to you, Lord, we would look to the things that break your heart, the things you're pointing us to. Lord, the lost people that don't know you in our world, the hurting and broken people, Lord, that need hope and healing. God, we confess that you are perfect in all your ways. I was reminded this, uh, this morning in a prayer time of uh, the prayer that Joseph, or the words that Joseph gave when his brothers came to him and they were afraid of their lives. And he said, don't worry, what you did to try and harm me, actually God intended for good, for the saving of many lives. And so, Lord, we pray that whatever roller coaster we've been on individually or as a church would result in the saving of many lives, Lord, that it would bring hope to our communities, our families, our friends, and that your kingdom would come. 
in South Calgary as it is in heaven.